Hello friends and welcome to There She Grows, the podcast for empowered women who are ready to grow the life and business of their dreams. I'm your host, Jessica Bledsoe, and I am obsessed with helping women like you master their mindset while manifesting your goals and creating a life and business you are excited to wake up to every day. So grab your favorite beverage and maybe a pen for taking some notes because we are about to get growing. If you're anything like me, your calendar rules your day. If it's not on your calendar, it probably doesn't get done. But sometimes we just need that calendar to do a little bit more. And that's exactly why I created Paver. Paver is a Google Calendar add-on that simply put, makes your Google Calendar better. And you can install it for free right now from the G Suite Marketplace or at www.getpaver.com. That's G-E-T. P-A-V-R.com. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of There She Grows. I hope you've been enjoying the interviews so far. I certainly enjoyed recording them and going through this new process on the podcast, but I wanted to keep a mix of both interviews and solo shows so that I can still talk to you directly. And I also really want to take you along on this fundraising journey that I am about to embark on. So I figured the best way to do that is to really start with um, the mindset work that I've been doing to get into the right frame of mind for raising a quarter of a million dollars for my startup, Paver. So I've talked a little bit about this, but I'm going to just give you like the quick and dirty background so you understand how we got here and then I'll kind of get into the mindset work behind it. So for the last eight years, my husband and I have been running our service-based company. We own a technology company. We primarily help other small businesses migrate to Google Cloud and G Suite and then help them integrate and automate their business systems through that platform. A little over two years ago, we had the idea for an app um, based on the needs of our clients. So we kept running into the same problem with Google Calendar in that all of the information our clients were putting into the calendar, they couldn't get the information out of the calendar to use it for other things, um, or they needed to be able to add more details to the calendar event itself. And what we noticed is that they were essentially doing uh, duplicate data entry because of that. So they were putting stuff on their calendar but then they were also having to go and put it somewhere else so that they could get the information, the reports or the documents, things that they needed to be able to make some decisions about their business. Um, And so we looked for a solution to this problem that they were experiencing. We looked for probably close to a year before we finally decided, you know what, maybe we should just build this ourselves since we can't find the solution because it kept happening over and over and over again. And, um, And I applied to an accelerator, I was accepted. I went through the accelerator from July through October of last year and that program really helped me kind of flush out the idea for the app, really understand what it was we were trying to build, how we were going to go about it, and then by the end of the program we really realized that we were going to have to fundraise money, we were going to have to get investors to be able to launch this business. And so when we started our service business, Eight years ago, 
you know, we had a thousand dollar a month contract and that was enough to pay our rent and our utility bill and the rest of it, we were just like, well, we'll figure it out. So we went out and we would do work and people paid us for the work. And that's essentially what we've done for the last eight years as service providers is um, just kind of, you know, traded our time for money. And in this new startup world that we're moving into, um, it's going to take a lot more money than what we, um, you know, what we would typically make in our service-based business. And so we are looking for investors who are interested in an investment opportunity to help us launch this business. And so the name of the app is Paper. And what Paper does is it's a productivity app that integrates directly with your Google Calendar. So you can put more information into the calendar and export all of the information out of the calendar and then once you can get that data out of your calendar you can use it to make better decisions you can use it to create reports or documents or just to kind of see how you're spending your time and know how you need to rearrange your schedule to be able to get either more done in less time or at least everything done in a week because I know there have for all of us there's been those moments where you're like I wish there were more hours in a day and that's simply not possible but what paper is seeking to do is kind of bridge that gap and help you find a way to manage your time more efficiently through making you more productive. So we decided on $250,000 based on a number of things. Obviously we have financials, but originally it was $750,000. And um, then COVID happened. And as you can imagine, the investment landscape has changed quite a bit as a result of that. And we also kind of expedited our timeline on launching the app. There's just been so many things that have changed as a result of COVID, but we finally settled on $250,000. We feel really confident that with that amount, we can get a year of runway, which will essentially get us to the point where the app is uh, revenue generating and we can then go on to raise more money, which will probably be between 500,000 and a million um, at that point. So, uh, typical fundraising is you're either going after venture capital money or perhaps you're going after angel money, but there is a relatively new concept that is called equity crowdfunding. And that's actually the option that we have decided to go for for this round of fundraising through a platform called WeFunder. So equity crowdfunding is essentially like Kickstarter, but instead of... Um, instead of like making your, I don't want to call it a donation, it's not a donation, but you know with Kickstarter, like you're typically giving a certain amount of money and then you get some sort of perk. So maybe it's like a product or a t-shirt or whatever it might be. But with WeFunder, you are giving us money in exchange for an investment in the company. So you'll essentially be like an owner in the company. You'll own a stake of the company and then the goal is to scale this business really large. So our target is to get to um, six to eight million dollars in annual recurring revenue. And then within the next, um, I would say five to seven years. And then at that point, we are looking to sell the company to be acquired by someone else. And, um, and then our investors and ourselves will get a return on that investment. So with Equity crowdfunding, it's a little bit different because if you are doing just a regular, if you're doing just regular um, investment, you typically have to have what's called accredited investors. So to be an accredited investor, 
you have to have um, an annual income of $300,000 or a net worth of more than a million dollars, not including your primary resident. Like there's all these things that like basically you have to be wealthy. Like the, the they want to know that you are wealthy enough to make an investment and if you lose your money that it's not going to hurt you financially. Um, which also means that the typical investment is you know, um, anywhere from 10000 to, I mean, m millions of dollars, uh, which automatically takes a lot of potential investors off the table. But with equity crowdfunding, that's not the case because you don't have to be an accredited investor to invest. And you also don't have to invest tens of thousands of dollars. The minimum investment is like 500 bucks. And um, all the way up through, I have an investor who is, who is investing um, uh, $25,000. So there, there's kind of a range there that you wouldn't typically get with a traditional form of investment. And it opens up an investment opportunity to people who might not otherwise have the opportunity to invest in a tech startup. Like if somebody came to you and said, you know, do you want to invest in Facebook? 20 years ago or whenever Facebook launched, it probably that probably wouldn't have been an opportunity for you because you, you may not have been an accredited investor. And I certainly don't want to sound like we're going to be the next Facebook. That's not really our intention, but it's the opportunity of this kind of high growth startup that um, is much different than the service-based industry that we're in. So with that being said, $250,000 is about what my service-based business would make in a year and um, required a lot, a lot, a lot of work to be able to generate that kind of revenue. So it's been a really difficult mindset shift for me to imagine uh, someone just giving me this money. And I recognize that they're not really giving me the money, like they're investing in me, they are expecting and, and hoping for a return on that investment and that is absolutely like that is my full intention. I have every intention of making this business successful and getting that return on investment. But when I've been for the last almost decade trading my time for money, it's been difficult for me to wrap my mind around that. So there's been a few different things that I've had to do mindset wise to get into this version of me who is a tech CEO who has raised $250,000, who's going to go on to raise millions of dollars, who's going to build a multiple, multiple, multiple seven-figure business. And, um, you know, the goal is to sell this business for between 36 and $50 million is really, you know, what we're hoping for and what does actually seem to be realistic based on similar companies that have done what we are trying to do. So that is... That's really the biggest struggle that I've had is um, with my own money mindset. And there have been a few different things that I have done that have been beneficial. And so I wanted to kind of walk you through that process, share that with you, and kind of, you know, just give you this background so that as I continue to talk about the fundraising journey, that you understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and how it kind of ties into everything else that I'm doing um, here on the podcast as well. So... As I mentioned before, our original goal was $750,000. And that number to me is, is just, it's so big. It's so big and it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around. And a lot of things happened between the time we finalized those first financial projections 
to now actually going into fundraising, COVID obviously being the biggest one. But what I did was I really looked at the numbers and said, okay, what, what can I do to get myself to a point where I'm fundraising a number that I feel comfortable with that's still going to allow me to experience the rate of growth that I need to have to be able to be on track to meet this big goal um, when we're projecting, you know, five to seven years out for our acquisition. And for me, that number was, was $250,000. And so that, that was the first thing I did was just finding a number that I could feel comfortable with. It pushes me outside of my comfort zone a little bit. But when I think about it and when I say it out loud and when I talk to other people about it, I feel really confident, one, that I can raise that amount of money. I feel really confident that I'm going to be able to make a difference without that amount of money. And I feel like if I can get this first initial raise kind of almost like out of the way, it prepares me to go on to do these larger raises. Like I'm essentially finding proof for myself in raising $250,000 that I know if I can do it once, then I can duplicate that over and over again. And I can continue to increase that until I get to the number that I need to be able to grow the company as big as we need to, to get that final number. So step number one was just finding a number I was comfortable with. We've landed on $250,000. I have financials that make me feel really good about that. And so now I'm in just a much better headspace versus you know, that $750,000, I was really struggling with that number. Um, I feel like I probably could have worked through it, but I do feel just much comfortable being at this number. Um, step number two has really been getting in the mindset of the woman who has already raised this money. So if I'm thinking to myself, what does the version of me who's already raised $250,000, like what does she look like? Which to me is more like, how does she how does she dress? How does she present herself? Um, how does she feel? Obviously, I'm super excited that I've raised this amount of money. I am motivated to get up and to go to work every day and to continue to grow the business and work through all of these new problems that I'm being faced with. And so really just identifying like, what does the version of me who already has what she wants? What does that look like? What does that feel like? What are her day-to-day -day activities? And then just going ahead and stepping into that version of myself because if we want to manifest something we essentially have to go ahead and pretend like it's already happened and the way that we do that is by showing up as the version of the person that we have in our mind who has already succeeded at what we're trying to manifest the third thing that i've been doing which i you know i i do this consistently anyway but i've really been putting a focus on my gratitude journaling and so journaling through gratitude um, one for the money that I already have you know I'm very grateful that I'm in a financial position where I can take this risk um, we have you know we have some runway so if for some reason we don't raise the full amount or we need a bit a little bit longer before we go on to do our own raise like we do have a cushion in place and that's not something that we had when we started our first business we literally had no savings whatsoever when we started our first business um, so just being grateful for the things that I already have and then also expressing gratitude as if I have already raised that $250,000. So essentially everything that I'm doing, even if it's things that I've already been doing, I'm doing it as if I have already raised that money. I've also been doing some scripting and I don't know if I've talked a whole lot about scripting yet, but um, it's essentially where you just write out um, 
the like how it's already happened. So for me, um, we're having a we're having like a launch party. It's gonna be on the rooftop at a venue downtown. It's gonna be really gorgeous and um, it's outside so we can be socially distanced, but I kind of like script through that entire day and that's from like waking up in the morning and getting ready for the party and then going to the party and like I can visualize the people that I see and I think about the presentation that I'm gonna give and like how people are gonna react to that and then the different meetings that I'll have set up as a result of that. So I essentially play through that entire day in and do it in the way that I want it to happen. So we're having this launch party and we're not gonna raise, you know, all $250,000 on day one, but my goal is to raise um, $100,000 on day one, if at all possible. And so I just, I kind of write through that, like what does it, what does it look like to wake up on that day and play through all the different scenarios that are gonna happen. And then, you know, when I go to bed at night, that feeling of like, oh my God, like I've just, I've already raised $100,000 and it's only day one. So scripting is a really good process because you have the chance to also play through those emotions as you're writing it out and like how excited I'm going to be when that, you know, when that first investment comes through and, and each subsequent investment to the point where we get to $100,000 by the end of the day. So scripting has been really valuable through this process. Um, but the biggest thing is action taking. So you know, we can daydream and script and journal and do all of these things all day long, but it, it always comes back to the action taking and inspired action specifically. So for me to be able to receive these universal nudges is what I call them. Like I have to be able to quiet my mind and I have to get into a space where I'm, I'm like ready and willing to receive those, which is why meditation has been so important to me because that's the time when I really get to quiet my mind and think about things without thinking about things, if that makes sense. And so when I get some of these kind of universal nudges coming through, then I really have to take action on them. And sometimes that's, oh, you know what, I should email this person and touch base with them, or I should show up at this networking event, or, you know, I should put this piece of information on the website, or I should do, you know, like it. There's just things that come through and they sometimes they're really small things and sometimes they're really big things and something sometimes they're just things that I don't see coming at all but it all really comes down to taking action and that's been the biggest piece is just taking action and it's been really scary action you guys like there's been so many things that I've had to do um, not that I've had to do like I hate saying I hate saying I have to do it I get to do but they make me really uncomfortable you know if this is a a new role that I'm stepping into. I'm meeting a lot of new people, a lot of people that would be considered people in positions of power. And it's just, there's just been a lot of scenarios that I haven't been super comfortable in, but I, you know, I make myself get through it. It's that, that feeling that you have, you know, once you do it, you're going to be so happy that you did it. And so you just have to push through it. But taking action isn't always easy most of the time it's uncomfortable most of the time it's going to be something you don't want to do sometimes i'll put it off put it off put it off and um eventually i always have to do it if i want to be successful and ultimately like that's my goal so i know what i have to do so just listening for the action taking nudges and then finally and this one is this one is really hard um is releasing the outcome so i finally had like a breakthrough when I was journaling one day that was like 
you know, what's the worst that could happen? Which is like the question that I always ask before I start any, any new business or any new venture. I was like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? Like, honestly, the worst that could happen is that I just don't meet my goal. Like, that's, that's the worst thing that could happen. And if I don't meet my goal, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to start the business. It doesn't mean that my idea isn't valuable. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, a failure. It doesn't mean anything. All it means is that I didn't meet my goal. And so I just kind of have to release that outcome of like, of panic that sets in if you start to think about, well, what if I don't get this money? Like, what if, what if, what if? You just kind of have to release that because ultimately my belief is that my success is inevitable and I'm always on the right track. And if I truly believe that, which I really truly do, then I have to acknowledge that by not, if I don't meet my goal, that just means that I'm I'm being prepared for something even better to happen. And I have these kind of safeguards in place. I know that I can make it a while without having to move home (laughs) and um, everything will be okay essentially. So I have to release the outcome and not focus so much on the outcome. I really just have to stay in this positive mindset. I have to continue to take inspired action And at the end of the day, I have to be okay with the fact that there's always a chance that you might not succeed the first time around. So if I don't succeed, I'll do what I can with what I've got. I'll get myself in a position where I can go out and I can try again. And I know that eventually I will get exactly what I need and everything will happen in due time. So those are the kind of six steps that I have been taking to get into this quarter million dollar mindset to begin manifesting this quarter of a million dollars that I need to run this business and to take this leap. And I would be completely lying if I said I wasn't completely terrified, Um, but it's a good kind of scary. You know, it's like uh, when you're at the top of the roller coaster and you know you're getting ready to like feel your stomach drop out, but like that's the most fun part, right? Like that's why you ride the roller coaster. So that is where we're at. We are almost to the top and we're about to take that drop and honestly i'm just ready for it to happen so i'm excited for you guys to follow along on this journey with me i am hoping that my lead investor will be on the podcast next week so she can talk to you about um why she chose to invest in us but also it's her first investment and Um, I'm super excited to say that all five of my primary investors are women and female founders themselves. So can't wait to give you more updates on that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I would love for you to slide into my DMs if you have any questions about paver or about equity crowdfunding or just investing in general. I have learned so, so, so much over the last year and I just love sharing information with women um, because I think it's really important that we not only invest in ourselves, but we invest in others to lift other women up. So let me know if you have any questions and I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to There She Grows. For show notes, resources I talked about in this episode, or links to our free downloads, visit www.thereshegrowspodcast.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.